We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, well, well. Have w- welcome. The OGs are back. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to IB After Dark. And we, myself, Instadario, Brian Driscoll, he's the publisher. I'm the football analyst. This is old school, baby, because it's just me and Brian, and we're talking keys to victory for Notre Dame USC. I, I said to Brian when we were talking about doing the show. This afternoon, I said, hey, do you want me to go break into Riley and I can go into my old classroom? Yeah. We could really make it yeah. old school. But he's like, no. no, no, no. You stay in the bright green room. Yes. We can't, we can't yes. go too far off the uh, off the map here. But yeah. I'm pumped, man. I haven't written out keys to the game in a really long time. And uh, I'm kind of pumped up for this, right? I, I'm yeah. kind of excited for this. So welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Irish Breakdown podcast. Brian and I are going to take you through our keys to a Notre Dame victory over the Southern Cal Trojans on Saturday night at 7.30. We are both fired up for it. And just to uh, get a little bit of the housekeeping out of the way, make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. All of the fun things that we always ask you to do and that you are also willing and able to do as well. And we've got, we're going to have some pre-programmed stuff tomorrow, but then we're going to be back on Friday, Brian, We're going to have a one o'clock show where we are going to have our predictions show. Mm -hmm. And speaking of which, I got to get you those. Uh, We're going to have our predictions. I was going to yell at you about that off the air, but now that you're bringing it up. I'll bring it up. I got to get that to you. Yeah. Uh, But we're going to have our prediction show at one o'clock that I'm also going to be a part of because it is Black Friday and, you know, good institutions don't have school on Black Friday. So Mm -hmm. I will uh, be a part of that show. And then we have countdown to kickoff on Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Saturday morning. Yep. It's going to be me and Styers Jr. Jesse's going to join me because Sean is soaking it up in the Bahamas with the women's basketball team. So we can all shed a tear for him because he's in the Bahamas with not so good internet. And uh, so Jesse and I will take you home and we will uh, get you fired up and get you ready. And then seven, we're going to start at 730, probably not right on the dot, a little earlier maybe. Uh, we yeah, are... we'll start at seven. Okay, we're, you know, gonna that we're just going to do a pregame and just kind of 
go over it and have some fun. Yeah. So yeah, seven o'clock. We're gonna do something that we've never done before, which is really exciting. We are going to do a live game watch, and we're gonna invite all of you to watch the game with us. And obviously, we can't show you the game. There's all kinds of uh, laws about that. But we are going to watch the game ourselves, and you're going to watch it with us. And we're just going to comment as we go and just have some fun, which I'm super fired up about. So join us. We'll all watch the game together and watch Notre Dame cruise to a victory, and all because of these keys that we are going to talk yes. about today, Brian. Just real quick, Vince, there's people talking about scores and score predictions. <laughs> We're doing that on Thursday or Friday. Friday. So yep. relax, save those <laughs> predictions. We'll get to those here after Thanksgiving. So, yep. And bowl predictions are uh, they're all over the place because a lot hinges on this game specifically. So if they win, you go one direction. If they lose, they go another direction. So we'll have some fun with that as well next week after Notre Dame does what they need to do. So uh, so we'll have those predictions as well. I've got some ideas of where they might go and where I'd like to see them go, but we'll see. And also really, so people know on Sunday, Saturday as well, we will have our show when the game is over. We'll r- quickly wrap, end, and then do a post-game show right. after. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's what we'll do. It'll be fun. It's going to be something, like I said, we've never really tried it before. And uh, we will, somebody said it's going to be rated between PG-13 and rated R. We will keep it family friendly. So everybody, I will do my best to keep it family friendly. But uh, everybody's invited, young and old, you know. So uh, I'll have the mute button ready for Vince when things don't (laughs) happen. If things go south, I might be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened to Vince's audio, everybody. He's talking (laughs) and yelling and screaming. His face is purple, but I can't hear him. That would be bad. Very bad. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. So Vince, I'm I'm ready to get to these aforementioned keys, man. Yes. This is I'm ready to I'm ready to break this thing down, man. Let's this is a lot of it. housekeeping, but yes, we are. Let's get into the nitty gritty of the keys to victory, Brian. And of course, you and I, we are offensive coaches, so we always start with the offense sure. first. So sure. our keys to victory for Notre Dame's offense versus USC's defense, Brian. Yeah. I'll let you kind of kick things off here a little bit, and uh, we'll kind of just go back and forth. Yeah, I mean, you know, first we'll just kind of talk big picture, Vince, about yeah. this particular matchup. I mean, I think this is such an important key to this game. Obviously, you're going to talk about, oh, the defense has got to stop the offense and all that. Notre Dame's offense is really, to me, going to determine whether or not Notre Dame can win this no game on Saturday. No doubt. You know, because the defense could play great, hold Caleb Williams to 27 points and lose. Absolutely. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, the Oregon State game where they held him to 17 points, that was an anomaly. That's not really the recipe to beating yeah. him. That was a, that was on the road. It's just one of those day, days where you just kind of did what you needed to do. Notre Dame's a little banged up on defense, right? So mm-hmm. you're going to have to protect them. Look, the defense has been carrying this team all year. Again, it's, this is one of those games where the defense needs the offense to, hey, we need you to have our back right. in this game, you know, and – we're going to find out if the offense is capable of doing it. I mean, right. you know, the offense did what it needed to do against Clemson and all that. But look, the Notre Dame defense didn't give up a touchdown until like the game was over. I mean, it mm-hmm. was it was already 21 to nothing by the time Clemson finally got on the board. So that was more. And, you know, one of one of those touchdowns that they had was a, an, a, like an 11 yard drive. You know what right. I mean? So it's one of those things where the defense is going to could play really, really well and still go up close to 30 points in this game. Notre Dame's offense is going to have to do their job. They're going to have to carry their weight. And it doesn't mean controlling the clock because you can control the clock and not have a lot of points. Right. It means moving the football and scoring touchdowns. Mm -hmm. If that means it's a 15-play, 75-yard drive, great. If it's a three-play, 75-yard drive, great. You need points. Yeah, and that's going to be the big key, and those will be where a lot of what our our, our specific keys to victory will come from. Yes, I completely agree with that, and I I have a lot of faith in what the defense is going to be able to do. But USC's offense is going to score. I mean, they're they're going to score. So anybody that is going in thinking that you know Notre Dame's got a shot at pitching a shootout and all those different things, welcome to the Big Twelve slash Pac twelve. Right, you're right. you're not going to pitch a shutout. That right. shouldn't be your goal right so this is a lot of this is going to hinge on the offense the offense like you said i i I love that it's not necessarily controlling the clock it's scoring and notre dame is coming off a game where they scored on their first eight possessions true if they do something similar to that then i have a lot of faith that notre dame is going to be able to have a lot of success in this game right right? but they need to score they need they cannot have empty possessions and to be honest with you even if they're scoring field goals they're scoring I, right. I, obviously, you don't want all field goals. I mean, I, I, you you guys understand what I'm saying. They had five touchdowns and three field goals in the last game, and it was fine. You just need to right. score. You need to score, right? Because that takes some air out of the balloon. It puts more pressure on the USC offense that they need to score as well. So, yeah, it, this, this whole thing hinges on the offense, in my opinion. The whole thing. Right. So let's go key number one, Vince. I mean, look, we know what that's going to be. 
anyone who watches this show, and Vince does watch this show when I he's do. not on it, that everyone knows what key number one is. And it's always the same key, and it's for different reasons every time. This week, it's the same one. You got to start fast. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's similar to where we were at Clemson. It's similar to Ohio State. It's similar to a lot of the, the games where you're playing high, you know, high potent offenses early. North Carolina, you've got to start fast by either one of two things is going to happen. Your defense is struggling to get up to the game speed, especially after the last two weeks where you've played two teams that BC's not good. They're not a tempo team. They're a pro style. You know, they don't run a lot of plays either. The week before that, you're playing Navy, who is a ball control, triple option team. Right. It's been a minute since you've seen an offense like this, right? Now, Notre sure. Dame has done really well in the past against this type of offense, but it's been a minute since you've seen this. So there's a chance the defense could come out and take a while to get up to the speed of the game, especially if there's some guys out or some guys banged up or whatever the case may be. Right. And um, I'll tell you what, man, this is driving me nuts. Don't people know we're on the show right Seriously. now? Seriously, they Don't um, they know we're live? Yeah, and I got to turn my phone off. I, it's never <laughs> been an issue until like this last week and a half. So, you know, you talk about starting fast, Vince. If the defense is struggling early, you've got to match points. Yes. Reminds me a lot of the 2020 North Carolina game. If you remember, everybody talks about how great the defense was that game. And they held Carolina to 17 points and didn't let them get to 300 yards and all that kind of stuff. That's not how that game started. (laughs) That game started with North Carolina going right down the field and scoring twice. Yeah, Notre Dame's offense the first time did not get points. If you remember, Ian Book took a sack. But then after that, Ian Book and the run game went right down the field and they were able to match those points. The defense finally settled in, was able to start making yeah. stops, and then the offense was able to then you know give them a lead. That's key number one, right? It, the other flip side is the USC offense has trouble against the Notre Dame defense because they haven't faced a team this well coached defensively in a sure. while. They haven't faced a team with this kind of speed on defense in right. a while. They haven't faced a team with this kind of physicality on defense in a while. And that's just this good on defense. They, the the Pac-12 is not good on defense. And the only team that the only two really good defenses, in my opinion, Vince, and you may disagree with this, the only two good defenses in the Pac-12 for me is Oregon and Oregon State. That's it. That's it. I don't think there's any other good defenses in the Pac-12. And some people point to Utah. I don't think Utah is that good on defense. I really don't. And They're I've been physical. saying this all They're year. physical, but that they, doesn't make them a good Not defense. really anymore, though, I don't okay. think. I don't think anyway. I haven't watched a lot of Utah um, this year. I'll be the yeah, I'll be They used to be, them. Vince. They used yeah. to be. Okay. Like, that, that, you're, 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 where you're, they used to be really good on defense. They used to be really physical and big yeah, and all that. Right. And I just don't think this version of Utah is. I think they beat up on teams that are not very good. You know, they they held they gave up 29 to Florida, which is a lot for Florida. They got they moved the ball on. They held, held Southern Utah to seven, San Diego State to seven. They're not very good. They held Arizona State to 13, Oregon State to 16. That was a good performance. 17 to Washington State. They're not a great offense. Arizona had 20, Stanford had 17. And then they did a good job against Oregon last week. But I thought Oregon, that was more about Oregon making mistakes. Yeah. They gave up 42 to UCLA. And they gave up 42 to USC. Really, the only two two of the only three great offenses they played this year, right? But to me, it's Oregon and Oregon State. And when I look at when I look at USC and I look at what kind of they did is they just haven't faced a defense like this. So let's say Notre Dame comes out and plays well early, right? Because there, there's those are the two options. I already laid the scenario for if Notre Dame struggles to stop USC. I'm, right. I'm, the second scenario is if USC struggles to, with the speed of Notre Dame. 
What you have to do if you're the Irish offense is you've got to put some distance early. If your defense is getting stops early, you've got to put that ball in the end zone and and get some distance because you're not going to keep USC down for 60 minutes. Yeah. Right. And with all due respect to that North Carolina 2020 team, Sam Howell's not Caleb Williams. Right. Those received Deami Brown is not Jordan Addison and Mario, you know, this Mario Williams and Brendan Rice. I mean, it's just, it's a better team and it's a better offensive line. So to me, if you are going to start, start, if, if your defense does start fast, you got to put separation and put USC on their heels, put them in catch up mode. So it's going to be a key, Vince, is you've got to start fast, quiet the crowd, get your crowd fired up. Cause we always know there's a lot of Notre Dame fans of this game. Don't let the USC front runners get excited into this game. And then the other thing too, is USC has not been hitting the mouth a lot. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. just the name, like even UCLA, we talk about UCLA is a really physical football team to a degree. They are. But if you watch UCLA, they're a lot of outside zone, buck sweep, you know, that they're a lot of outs. I mean, they're a physical, you know, they do, but they do like a lot of, you know, fast swipe and white stuff. They're not a third 12 personnel run it right down your freaking throat kind of offense. Right. They're just, they're not that they're physical, but they're, there's there, there's that. And then there's what Notre Dame does, which is just mm-hmm. a different brand of football. So you've got to come out and get a fast start because if you come out and hit USC in the mouth, but then they make a stop, they're going to be like, hey, we got this. You know, yeah, it hurts a little, but we're, we're good. But if you come out and hit them in the mouth and then just start just right down the field, bam, 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 all of a sudden doubt starts to step in, starts to seep in. And I think that's very important for Notre Dame. And, and Joel Klatt made an interesting comment on his show, and I don't know if I fully agree with him on this, but he said if USC wins, it'll be close. If Notre Dame wins, it'll be a blowout. Interesting. And I understand where he's kind of coming from because USC hasn't played this kind of team. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's a bad thing for USC because you could argue that it's been a while since Notre Dame's played this kind of team as well. Sure. Because Clemson's not this kind of offense anymore. They used to be, but they're not now. Right? The so with all due respect is, to – The closest thing is North Carolina. That before – Yes, recently. And then yeah. before that, obviously, Ohio State. Right, but the most right. recent is what Vince is right. referring to. Yep. Clemson is not that kind of offense anymore. They're just not. They don't have the mm-hmm. receiver talent. They don't right. have the quarterback. They don't have the they quarterback have, either. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you've got to start fast offensively and create some doubt on that USC defense and really get them out of sync. And and that means great game plan early from Tommy Reese is a must. Mm-hmm. He's got to figure out ways to get different players into the into the game, and he's got to he's got to come out early and get USC on their heels. We'll get specifics of how that is, but the game plan is going to be key. And then, Absolutely. of course, the players Big coming time. out and executing, but the game plan is going to be key. Yeah. Notre Dame's not just going to come out and line up and say, hey, we're going to run it down your throat. You're going to have to make – you know, you're going to have to do some stuff schematically to give your, yeah. put yourself in position to be successful. But you can't – if you know, we're talking about the game plan. We're talking about the big picture, right? <clears throat> you cannot come out with a game plan of we need to milk the clock. You can't do that. You have to take advantage of – any perceived mismatches that you have on offense to their defense. You have to. And if, like you said, if that means it's a three-play 75-yard drive, so be it. Put those points on the board, man. Like, you can't think, okay, man, we need we need to run three plays to get a first down. We need to run the ball. We need to use all the clock. We need to huddle until there's five seconds rush to the line. Is there a place for that? Is there a time and a place for that? Sure. It's not at the beginning of the game, in my opinion. It's not. I. You need to go out and you need to be, I don't know if aggressive is the right word, but don't be in clock management mode 
right off the bat. That's not what I want to see from Notre Dame. Now, if you're just running it right down their throat and there's nothing that they're doing that's stopping it, then okay. That is a mismatch and you're utilizing that mismatch. That's fine. But I don't want to see them in the three yards in a cloud of dust, punting it away and not scoring. That's that's where I'm that's where I'm at with this. I knew I was muted, but I just I have okay. a habit of talking over people <laughs> while they're going. So I just kind of when I'm saying sure, yeah, it, it just forces me to like, okay, let them finish. I'm just I am trying to work on that. I love it. Okay. Uh, let me push back a little bit on that, Vince, okay. from the standpoint of you hit the second part of what you said, 100 percent agree with. The first part, I, I didn't. So like if if your point is more the three yards in a cloud of dust and punt, 100 percent agree. And I thought that's what they were trying to do against Ohio State, right? Just run the right. clock. And Agreed. if you don't get points, you don't get points. Right. Where I think this – yeah. Where I think this team team is now is they can huddle, do what they need to do, and run some clock out because it's more of a part of who they are now, right? Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? Sure. Now, if sure, your sure. goal is to milk, milk the clock, I'm not okay with that. Right. But I think the byproduct of who Notre Dame is can lead to that. And that's fine. And it's, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So that's a that's a somewhat nuance. I think the second part of what you said, I feel like, is more true to what you mean, which is this isn't a run the clock down game. This is be who you are, get down the field and score. And if that means you take eight minutes off on a seven to fifteen play drive, awesome word, yeah. right? Right. But you know, it's also about creating big play opportunities if they're there, and and being efficient. So I, I think that's where I would say is if if this if their first drive come out, they come out and they take six minutes off the clock. And punch it in the end zone. Cool. Yep. Right. Because I think the Clemson game plan was kind of that, right? Like they came out, they were huddling, they'd mm-hmm. quickly line up late in the thing, quickly get shifts in motion. So that way Clemson couldn't figure out what they were doing and they were able to gash <laughs> them with it. I think that's a similar philosophy. Now, different scheme, different concepts to attack a different type of defense. But I think that a similar thing there could be good against a defense that takes a lot of risks. Sure. Likes to move around, yeah, likes to play yeah. a lot of games, all those type of things. That. Yeah. That's why I do think kind of yeah. lining up late. So as long as you know what you're doing and you're not doing the scan stuff, you're lining up. This right. is what we're calling. Bam, let's go. Boom. Then I can dig that. I, I, I will say, that. I will say that the to to sum up everything that I said, I want him to be creative. Obviously, I want him to come out and I want him to go against tendency and I want him to do all those things that we've seen, right? Of course. But this game and these drives for me are 100% results-driven. Right. I don't really care how you get there as long as you're crossing the goal line. That's what I care about. You need to score to keep pressure on USC's offense because I don't mm-hmm. think that they've been – yes, they've been in some shootouts and they've they've had some different, you know, games where obviously they lost to Utah. They, they, they've been in some games where they're, they're not the most comfortable at times, right? But you got to make them uncomfortable right away, in my opinion. Make this team uncomfortable right away. You need to dictate that from a full game perspective. And I think the way you do that is with your perceived weakness for this team, which is the offensive side of the ball. If you can go out and you go down and score, you put some pressure on that offense, that only puts your defense in a better spot. It's it's the complimentary football piece of it for me. So let's get into some specifics of what this looks like, what starting fast looks like, and then finishing looks like. And those are sort of the next keys, Vince. And the first one is sometimes we try to get nuanced and think outside the box with some of these keys. But in this game, and and this is a segue from what you just said, Vince, this you're going to win this game because you play Notre Dame football. Right. 
Absolutely. Simple as that. You have to be who you this are. This isn't Ohio State, Absolutely. right? With all due respect to USC, they're not Ohio State, right? They're closer to North Carolina offensively than they are Ohio State at this point in time. Now, eventually, they're going to be more like Ohio State. Longer Lincoln Riley stays, they're going to get there, especially if he actually chooses to actually start recruiting high school players at some point in time. It'll be different. You know, so when I look at it, Vince, it's you got to play Notre Dame football. And that means you got to come out and you got to run the ball on them effectively. Now, what does that mean? It means to me at times mixing up your personnel, but with the way that USC pressures, this is a game to me where 12 personnel, 21 personnel, 22 personnel are things you can really have some success with. And if you want to go 13, fine, but I, it depends on the scenario and how you use it. I'm okay with 13 in certain looks because you want to create a wider surface at times for this run for this defense because they do so much twisting and stunting and 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 so much of the inside pressures and the different things that they right. do. Make them you wrong. want to create a wider mm-hmm. surface on certain yeah. edges, which then allows you more gaps to run through and then more opportunities where if you can catch them on sort of an inside stunt, this is what they did to Clemson. There was times where Clemson would bring those inside pressures, you seal that edge. And they're running duo and bouncing that sucker outside for 15, 20 yard gains. Right. Right. Because they created those extra surfaces. Now it needs to look a little different than it did against Clemson, but it's going to be very similar in in what you're trying to accomplish. Right. Now at times you need to spread them out and do some things that way. Get, you know, because then you can create some gash plays as well. That also means to me, Vince, figure out ways to get the ball outside. And I think one of the mistakes that you, one of the things where UCLA wasn't quite as effective as they normally are against USC is because again, they were like the whole first half, they're trying to run outside the whole time. It's like that kind of plays into USC's hands a little bit. Cause they're, they're, you know, you're trying to pin and pull and they're trying to quickly penetrate and pressure and, and you're giving up movement. Yeah. This is one of those games where I think duo can really have some success because you're not turning your shoulders and doing all those things and opening up run lanes. You're just bam, bam, go. And I think that's where, you know, and again, duo inside zone counter, counter. those type of things could be huge against Notre Dame. But yeah. you also have to be willing to say, we're going to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. You know, the toss play, you know, I remember chip long in 2018. And again, it's a different coordinator, but it's a similar philosophy in 2018 Clemson basically, or USC was going to say, Hey, we're not afraid of their pass game killing us we're we're worried about their offensive line and run game killing us in 2018 right so usc early in that game was flying downhill i mean the guard stepped right they flew right the guard stepped left they flew left and so usc comes out they get a fast start on notre dame they go up 10 nothing Notre Dame's trying to come back and we've talked about this play before but they figured out that usc is king the guards and and the whatever direction they're going they're flying towards it so chip long called a play where he faked buck sweep to the right both guards pulled and USC flew to it. You know what they ran? They just ran a simple sweet play to Dexter Williams to the left. You had one tight end out there. Cole Komet makes his block. It's a touchdown. And he does. And Dexter Williams goes 50 plus yards because you got to jerk with their eyes a little bit. Right. And so if, if you can mix up some of that stuff a little bit, you know, some, a, a couple few jet sweeps, you know, counter a reverse uh, outside zone, a toss, right. something like that. You know, you ran toss last week. Okay, run toss and then, you know, and then hand it off to Chris Tyree going back the other right. way on 21 personnel. Something like that. Yeah, it may it there may be some risk to it, but if you hit it, USC is in big. trouble. Yeah, it's going to be big. So if you can figure out some ways where, hey, we know they really crash the edge hard on this look or they don't or whatever you think it works best, you got to have those tendencies down 
and be able to, to attack it because yes, you're going to be a duo. I hope in I hope they're a duo inside zone team because when they mix up duo and inside zone like they did against BC, mm-hmm. like they did against Clemson, this team is really hard to stop running the football. Right when they get duo dominant, then in duo heaven, that's what we on our breakdown on Sunday night, Vince. It's like coming out running counter the first play of the game out of a look that's a very heavy duo look was huge. It's brilliant, right? And then it just was later you go inside zone out of a, a heavy duo look and you know with the motions and all that you're like, dude, the, he had them off the, on their heels. Yeah. And you need to figure out ways to do similar things against USC. Now, specific to what USC does, it's not regurgitating the BC game plan. I don't want to see that because we've right. seen them do that before. Hey, it worked Must last week. Have. Let's regurgitate it again. I don't want to see that, but I do want to see the mix-up of the duo, the inside zone, the counters. But you've got to have some stuff outside. So I felt like USC, UCLA tried to work outside in with their run game. Notre Dame needs to run it, work inside out. I think that's the more effective way to run the football on USC. And so, uh, but that's going to be a, a key, Vince. They've got to run the football effectively because if you can, if you can ha- punch them in the mouth and really yes. set the tone early, you're going to have some success. Get them thinking, like, boy, we got to really heat them up if, if we're going to have a shot, because then that's when you're going to have some things that we'll get to here in a little bit that could could re- really be big. But if you can't establish the run game and figure out ways to just gash them with the run, Vince, it's going to be a long day for Notre Dame. Well, and, and we've seen what happens to a USC team. Now, granted, it's been it was a different USC team, but we see what happens to USC teams when you just run the ball and you punch them in the mouth and you get physical with them over and over. And it's not just USC; it's it's kind of a West Coast thing overall. They don't play physical, smash mouth in your face football. That's who Notre Dame is, right? And that that would be you know if Marcus Freeman called me up one day and he was like, "Hey, what's your what's your advice, man? Be you." Like be who, what got you here? Be you, man. Like just go and run the football, punch them in the mouth, make them quit, man. Make those guys not want to see get double teamed up front again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's what you need to do. So you need, but you need to come out with that mentality. You know, you need to take that mentality that you had. And you, it needs to go cross country. You know, after your big Thanksgiving meal tomorrow, it needs to travel. You you've got. You know, the next step for this team is for that mentality, that punch you in the mouth mentality to travel with you three time zones, right? And a lot of eyeballs are going to be on this game. And people who have not seen Notre Dame, granted, they did it against Clemson at home, but they're, people aren't looking at USC the way they look at Clemson. It's a different thing right now. People are saying Clemson, I mean, USC is going to be in the, in the final four. Right after they take care of business against Notre Dame, they're not saying that about Clemson. So Notre sure. Dame has a big opportunity here. If they can go right. and they can take this mentality and just punch them in the mouth, that's huge. It's yeah. huge. You know, Clemson fans. There's a lot of no, there's a lot of pro Notre Dame fans out there this week. Oh, yeah. Right, LSU fans are rooting for Notre Dame yeah. if they're not idiots. Brian Kelly, uh, which is which is kind of okay. That's a question mark because a lot of the ones <laughs> we've experienced are uh, Clemson fans are definitely rooting for Notre Dame because if you're those teams, you're like, man, if Notre Dame's got to come out and blow this team out, right? Like they've mm-hmm. got to blow because if they blow out USC, and I'm not predicting that at all. I'm just making a, right. a point for sure. You, and I, you know, I didn't predict that they would blow clemson out either just like i didn't predict that they'd only beat navy by three i mean that's what i love about football you just you just never know right right but if they do hypothetically where it's a convincing 17 point win you know 42 to 24 you know something like that you know that's what that'd be that's 18 if it's 
41 to 24, 17, you know, 38 to 17, something like that, right? Where it's just a convincing, you know, wow, Notre Dame was clearly the better team. Then all of a sudden, Clemson can be like, see, (laughs) they are really good. Let's not forget that this was the preseason number five team in the country for a reason. Right. You know, Uh, so that's kind of what those teams are going to be looking at. But the only way Notre Dame is going to be able to back that up and do that is if they play their game. That's the key. And what Mm -hmm. their game is, come out, hit them in the mouth, Mm -hmm. keep them guessing, get them on their heels with your physicality, get them on the heels with your movement, get them on the heels with your various personnel groupings. Don't just be 12, 13 the entire flipping game. Right. Understand how good 21 personnel is to what you do. And I think if you can if you can get USC kind of going like this while you're also going like this, yep. you know, it's it's going to be huge, man. And so uh, I, I'm excited to see if they're able to do it. And, I mean, they've done it six of the last eight games. you got to hope that they can do it one more time. And then you get a rest for a, a month or so until you yeah. got to play again. But, you know, and that's the other thing is your USC's got a game next week. Right. they got another game next week. And- Honestly, this is it for Notre Dame. They're, they're, they want to win a Pac-12 championship, right? And they're right. already in the Pac-12 championship. Right. So, you know, they're now. I don't think they're going to be looking past Notre Dame. Because no, they need because this they. Win. You know why? Vince? There's other things for them because of the playoff. Right. That's exactly. why they're not overlooking Notre Dame. Exactly. Like if they were a two-loss team, let's say, let's say they'd have lost, uh, you know, early in the season to Stanford, and all of a sudden, but they're still clinched. They've already got all the tiebreakers. You know, they're, they're right. still in the playoff, right? Which they would be actually. I mean, yes. I, I believe because they're. I think every team in the every team in the league would have two losses. Let's just say hypothetically that they're in, okay? Right. With even with another loss, and they're not in the playoff hunt. You, maybe you could be thinking that they might overlook the Notre Dame a little bit. Sure. Even then, I don't know if I'd buy it because it's the rivalry aspect. But mo- here's well, where the transfer. But, but that's what I was going to say. Here's yeah. the transfer thing doesn't matter. Like how many of these kids are really invest? Like did Jordan Addison come here because he just can't wait to play in the Notre Dame? You know, uh, no. U.S. No, he came here because he thinks being here is going to help. He's going to get NIL money and it's going to boost his draft stock. Like, well, dude, I hate to break it to you, but the numbers you put up at Pitt last year were way yeah. fucking better than what yeah. you're doing at USC this That's year. True. You know, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. But they're not invested in that part of it. it doesn't mean they don't want to win. It just right. means that they don't they haven't experienced the rivalry before. And so please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying, well, they don't care about winning. If they didn't care about winning, they would be 10 and one right, right now. Right. I'm saying like it's it's not about like coming to Notre Dame where they were recruited by Notre Dame and USC and they liked both schools and they're both in the top five, but they picked USC and they've they've been in this rivalry and they remember what happened to them last year against Notre Dame. And there's a lot of dudes that aren't that way. You know what I mean? Where it's just it's like, okay, sure, it's, it's they're, a they're kind it's of another game done at USC. Yeah. I mean, it is right, it is what it is. So uh, that's that's something Notre Dame's gotta kind of take advantage of that. You 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 there is no tomorrow for you. This is it. Leave it all out there. You're banged yep. up. I need you to get through one more game. Yep. You know, you because you're going to get rest. a month off, right? We're leaving it all out there this Saturday. And that goes for coaches too, Vince. Oh, yeah. Let's go to number three. In a game like this, your stars have to be stars. But to win these games, your complimentary players need Huge. to step up, Vince. Yeah. And, yes, you need Michael Mayer to be Michael Mayer. Yeah. You need your running backs to do what they do. You need Logan to go off. You need Audric to go off. You need your stud tackles to play like mm-hmm. studs. You need Jared Patterson to, hey, buddy, we're going back out west to your old stomping grounds. You know, let's let's get your last career game at, at home. Maybe maybe the last career game for Jared Patterson, Michael Mayer. Who knows, right? I mean, this Definitely could be possible. their last game, you know, especially for Michael Mayer. Leave it all out there, man. 
But in a game like this, the difference a lot of times can be who your complimentary players are. Absolutely. And, you know, I think of, I think of like the 2015 game, for example, Vince, when Notre Dame and, and USC played 2015. And it, yes, Will Fuller goes off, makes a big play, you know, early in the game. CJ Procise goes off. But then you had like EQ blocking a punt for a touchdown, right? You had Amir Carlisle had a you know had some some clutch plays in that game. Josh Adams comes off the bench, rips off a 26-yard run, you know, to to help set up a touch to get him in the inside the 10 and set up a touchdown. You had you had some of your complimentary players stepped up in that game as well. You know, tw- when you when you think about that 2015 game, when you think of the 2019 game, you know, who who were your stars for you in the 2019 game when you, when you beat USC? I mean, you know, Chase Chase had a nice game against them, you know, three catches for 47 yards. Cole Komet had a nice game, six catches for 61 yards. But the star of that game was two dudes. Tony Jones Jr. just goes off in that game, 176 yards. And then this cat named Braden Lindsey, who hadn't really done a whole lot that year, comes off and rips off a 51-yard reverse for a touchdown, right? So it's it's in a game like this that you're complimentary players. You know, 2018, out at USC. They're they're doing everything they can to take Chase Claypool and Miles Boykin out of the game. Everything they can. So who steps up and dominates in the first half? Chris Fink goes gets 100 yards in the first half. Like who predicted that going in that game? All right. So to win a game like this, Vince, it can't just be your stars haven't playing like stars. You also need to get your complimentary guys to step up and 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 have a role. Now, two things. Number one, you've got to give them opportunities as coaches yep. to make those plays. Yep. And number two when those opportunities come, because it may just be like a throw. May, Brayden Lindsey may get one touch. Only got two touches in that game in 20, 2019. But one of them went for 51-yard touchdown. You, he may only get two touches again this game, yeah. but he's got to make them count. Mitchell Evans only may only get one target in this game, but make it count. You know, And I know that there's a complimentary player for you that you think needs to be a big part of the game plan and could be – and, and somebody just put it in the chat too, Vince. He's right on line with you. Got I it. know there's a player in your head, Vince, that you're like, if if you use him properly, yep. this is how you go out there and roll this game to compliment your dude. Because the dudes are Audric and Logan. We all know that. Absolutely. Whether you think they should or shouldn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't they matter. are. That's they what are. this season has been, right? Those are the, those are the two dudes and the complimentary – back that Notre Dame has right now is Chris Tyree. Chris Tyree is still going to be one of, if not the fastest guy on the field, whenever he steps on He is it, the fastest okay? guy on the field. Yes. So you need to utilize him properly, whether that's in 21 personnel, whether it's in 31 personnel that we saw a little bit of last week. Look, USC is not even going it, to, it, their minds are going to explode when three running backs who are all playmakers get on the field at the same time, Right. That's when you need to utilize Chris Tyree. You got to get him moving. You got to put him in the slot. You got to put him in the backfield. You got to put him in motion. You know, you've got to utilize Chris Tyree. And God forbid if they happen to kick the ball to him in a in a in a kickoff. I mean, I'm hoping that they give him an opportunity because I could see him doing something special yeah. in the return game too. But Chris Tyree is a huge X factor for me in this game because at the beginning of the year, we were begging for him to be used properly. They kind of did it there in the middle. And then he and it fell worked. off again. And exactly. it worked. And it worked. And it kind of <laughs> fell off. And now they kind of brought him back and they're starting to use him again. You have to utilize your weapons. We he did it against a- Clemson and, and BC, to your point, Vince. Yes. I mean, Clemson getting him outside with the yes. little now screens and things like that, the little swings. Bingo. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. You have to get him involved. Because he is a mismatch nightmare on whoever lines up across from him. He's going to win that matchup. 
So whether it's a reverse, whether it's a jet, whether it is a wheel, you know, whatever the case may be, you need to get 25 involved mm-hmm. in the game plan. Seven and, yeah. and three, they're going to get their they're touches. Gonna, they're yes, they're going to be 100%. great. They're going to do their thing. And I, I we already talked about in them that. in point yes. two. Whether yes. we said their names or not, the run game doesn't thrive if Audric and Logan aren't going off. Absolutely. Right? Like, you're not rushing for 250 yards on USC right. without Logan and Audric going off. That's no a doubt. given. You, right. th- those are those guys are givens. You need them to do their thing. Yeah. Yep. But it's about that compliment because, and we saw this against Clemson. Once they started putting Tyree in the game, he had the little swing pass. He had the mm-hmm. little now screen. And all of a sudden when he was out there, Clemson was like, oh, we got to pay attention to that dude a little bit. And all of a sudden you're running inside zone and duo right inside of him and you're gashing them. Exactly. Right? And, exactly. you know, running some RPOs with him, or if they want to still crowd the box and you're pulling that sucker, getting out thrown in Michael Mayer's lead blocking form, or Mitchell Evans' lead right. blocking form, depending on your personnel group. So it's about using him to then open up more room for Logan and Audrick as well. And you're using his speed to make plays. It's both. Yep. Yep. It's got to be both. And that's going to be the key for me in this game, Vince. And I think you nail it with that. Because we were talking like, you know, I'm like complimentary players, and Vince is like Chris Tyree. It's Chris, you know what I mean? But it's him. It's Mitchell Evans. It's Jaden Thomas. It's yes. Brayden Lindsey. Name a wide receiver. Guys. They're a complimentary right. piece in this offense. Right. I mean, they just Deion Colsey, Tobias Merriweather. Like, those right. guys have to step up and make plays when they're given a chance. And it may only be one throw. And, you know, Deion Colsey got one throw last week. That's it. Huge third down. Made him count. He got two <laughs> targets against Navy. Made him count. Yeah. Tobias Merriweather got two targets against Stanford, made them count, right? I mean, that that's going to be the key. And Absolutely. then schematically, using those guys as, okay, we know they're going to target Mayer here. Let's do this with Mayer and Diggs or Osdrick to then open up something for somebody else. That's going to be a key. Yes, no question that's about it. Key. No question. You have... We we talk we always talk about stars being stars. That's absolutely accurate, and they're going to have to be. But you also have to use your stars to get the complimentary pieces, right. those touches, and getting right. those guys involved. You have to. right because there's two there's two risks, there's two dangers for a game plan. One is you're so dependent on your stars that if they get shut down, you can, you've got nothing to go to. Right, that's danger number one. Danger number two is you overly decoy them <laughs> you know what i mean where yeah you're sure. using them a little too much like okay yeah i, I get the decoy stuff but you gotta still get your dude yeah, the ball absolutely. it's that happy medium of yeah. yes michael mayer is going to be the focal point of this game plan so is Audric estimate so is logan Diggs. but as part of that yeah. there are going to be times where we get them thinking that this is coming but we're coming with this to create a big play mm-hmm. and those are the or or a key third down conversion right like we may not hear Jaden Thomas's name mentioned, but twice in this game, but it's a third and five conversion and third and six conversion. And that's it. Well, that's going to be key. That's going to be important, you know, and those are going to be the things that we say. We don't, we yep. may only hear Mitchell Evans name once, but it's, it's, he got that great seal. Bl- Cause it's not just pass game, right? It's he needs a great seal block on the edge where, where Logan bounces it out yeah. because he blocks Thule on the edge. All of a sudden Logan can bounce it and go for that big play. Yep. Yep. You know, or, or Jaden Thomas gets that great downfield block because he's been blocking his butt off in the second half. Remember how critical we were of him back in early in the, the season for his oh, blocking? Because yeah. it was like, dude, is he even want to be out there? Right. You know, now you look at him now and you watch him the last month in the run game and it's like you almost kind of feel like he gets happier. He doesn't. No receiver does. But the way he plays, he's happier when they call a run play. 
because he's like, okay, yeah. Let's and go. that's not what's going through his head. It's just, but that's what they're asking him to do. Marcus Freeman said this, like whatever it's, whether it's blocking or catching or whatever, we're asking these guys to 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 take pride in everything that they do and understand right. how important it is. And Jaden has embraced that. And he's been, his downfield blocking has been really good, mm-hmm. you know? So whether it's him blocking a corner in the end zone and, and Chris Tyree cuts in front of him for a big play, Michael Mario, uh, Mitchell Evans seal on the outside, Holden Stace getting open on a third and five for a big play. I mean, all those things are going to just one play here, one play there, yep. two plays here, two plays there from your complimentary players. And all of a sudden, USC has no answers. It has to be a team so, right. win. I mean, right. it has to be team success for this. Yep, absolutely. Number four, at the end of the day, a lot of this stuff doesn't work if Drew Pine doesn't play well. And look, I don't need Drew Pine to play like he did against North Carolina in this game. If he does, it's a route. I mean, it's yeah. like it's Agreed. Over. Agreed. Right. I mean, if he comes out and, and completes, you know, what was he? I'm just going to pull this up real quick. His, his numbers were just absurd in that game. I, I think he was like 78, 71%. And he had 71% with a couple drops, if I remember correctly. But he goes 20, 24 of 34 for 289 yards. Or even if he plays like he did against BYU, 22 of 28 mm-hmm. for 262. If he plays like that, it's a wrap. I mean, yep. it, it's, it's a wrap. I mean, USA has no chance. I'm not predicting that or anticipating that or saying he has to play that way for them to win. What he needs to be is sort of a, a middle of the ground road between BC and, and Navy. First right? half Navy. Yeah. So first half Navy, Would first be. quarter BC. Yeah. Right. Like he goes nine of 12 for 111, you know, 111 yards in the first quarter against BC and that success, you know, backs BC off, right? We need to see that Drew Pine hit the backs when they're open. You know, go through yep. your through your progressions. Don't be afraid to take a check down. It's okay to take a check down and let if those guys are wide open, check it down. Let Audric run over some cornerback, right? It's just play within the system, yeah. right? That's the key. I think sometimes Drew tries to force stuff like I gotta go make a play here. No, you don't. You don't need to force that great outcut well, out throw to Mayor. Yeah. Just get the ball on the check down, right? Like just. Take your opportunities are there, and then he'll get a couple chances on the perimeter to make a play, and that's fine. Make those like the sprint out, the roll out to to Colsey. Those are all great, but those aren't as effective, Vince. If you're also not taking the check down on third and ten and letting right. them go, if you're not right. being consistent, de- keeping your depth in the pocket, don't rush, don't lock in on guys. Go take what their defense is going to give you. If he can be kind of that guy, first half Navy, first quarter BC for four quarters, then Notre Dame will win. I, I really believe that. And it's yeah. not asking that that's not world beater stuff. That's just USC is going to play single cup, single man coverage. They did it against UCLA and they basically said, your receivers are going to have to beat us. Well, if they did that to UCLA, they're definitely going to do that to Notre Dame because Notre Dame doesn't have a Jake Bobo you know, running around a receiver. Now you could argue that Jake Bobo is their Michael Mayer, and that'd be a fair thing to say, you know, uh, for how UCLA does it, but they're not going to respect Notre Dame's receivers at all, n- nor should they really. I mean, right. if you're talking I mean, what about gives you the reason to, what you got to do to stop Notre Dame. Yeah. So in that instance, Vince, you, Drew's got to take, if you see Brayden Lindsay one-on-one and that guy's, you know, playing off coverage, especially, Buddy, just hit your drop and let her rip. You know, I mean, that's that's really it. You know, take that little five-yard outcut of that five-yard hitch when they're playing bail coverage or off coverage because their safeties are going to be thinking run game, 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 run game. And if 
Tommy's going to scheme some stuff up, I think, to take advantage of that. Drew's got to hit it. That's the key. Drew's got to hit it. And if he can, then this offense is going to roll. I believe that. If he doesn't, then they're going to sputter and they're going to struggle. Yeah. I, I, and I agree with everything that you just said. And, and just to put a finer point on his, his play. No, no, but <laughs> I just want to add something. I want to add. It's an addition to. Look, USC has 18 interceptions on the year, right? They're they're good at getting interceptions. He can't be careless with the football. Right. Look, I still want him to take chances, and that chance may turn into an interception. Okay, that's it's possible, but you can't be reckless with the football. And I I, I don't right. you know at the at the uh, chance of sounding like Brian Kelly, I want him to take care of the football. Okay, I I need him to take care of the football and not turn it over. Right. Everything you said is accurate. He needs to do all of those things. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. He just needs to be, just be Drew Pine. Just be yep. Drew Pine. Don't be bad Drew Pine. You don't have to be Heisman Drew Pine. Just be Drew Pine. You're going to be fine. You move the football. You lean on the run game, a little play action, you know, all of that. You just can't turn the football over in the air. Can't have the tip passes, right? You can't uh, give the opportunities for USC to ball hawk and get right. those interceptions because that's just going to put the defense in a bad spot. The, okay? the concern so, for me, Vince, for me. is him getting in the pocket and then doing that climb stuff, getting the ball right. tipped, and a right. linebacker safety under yep. uh, comes underneath and picks it off. Right. If he gets picked off because on third and six at midfield, he takes a shot down the field to Braden Lindsey and it gets picked, that's, all right. Well, I no problem. That's as good as a punt. You know, sure. As long as you tackle the guy, sure, it is what it is. What you can't do is you're driving and he rushes a throw and it gets picked in the end zone or it gets batted down or or even worse, you give them a short – or just as worse, you give them a short field because you're throwing 25, you're rushing, you're panicking, and you – you know, you get the ball out too quick or you predict or you – you know, that something's going to happen instead of reading. You don't predict. You've got to read. All those things are going to be keys for Drew Pine. Again, and it's – again, we're not asking him to look like Jimmy Clausen. Just – Yes. Play. Stay within the offense. Get the ball where it needs to go. Yep. Manage it. Let your dudes be dudes because Notre Dame has dudes. Yes. That's the thing. Just exactly. Use them. The Trust your dudes. Trust you, Braden Lindsay. Yes. Just right. Put get it. Trust Jaden Thomas. Right. Yes. Trust Curse Kyrie. Trust Aldrich on the swing route that yep. he's going to catch it and run some dude over. Trust Mitchell Evans. Give him a chance. If Drew's on top of his game. That we've and we've seen him be that way. We saw him that way against Carolina. We saw him against against BYU. We saw him the first half against USC or uh, BC or Navy. We saw him that way in the first quarter against BC. We have seen it. We're not asking him to do anything. We haven't seen him do this year. Exactly. Just be that guy for four quarters. And if he does that, they're going to win this game, in my opinion. Yep. Completely agree with you. Number five, Vince, is a bit of a big picture thing too, and it's simple. In a game like this, with this magnitude, against an offense like this. The offense has to answer. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to answer. That's going to be a big part of this game. Anything you can do, I can do better. It's got to be the mantra for the Notre Dame offense this week. <clears throat> Absolutely. No question about that. And I, you know, people, you know, I said that you need to score on all your drives and, and how sometimes field goals are okay. Sometimes, sometimes field goals are okay because at least you're matching a score with a score. Okay. Now, you can't match their touchdowns with field goals every time. I'm not an idiot. I know that seven is more than three. Okay, but you still need to put the pressure on USC to be like, oh, wow, they just went down and scored after we scored. Okay, we got to go down and score. Yeah, you've got to keep that pressure. You can't let them keep gaining on pulling away from you. And and again, how do you get that field goal? Are you are you smash mouthing them all the way down the field and then you kick a field goal? You get some points out of the deal. You know, did you just or 
did the defense get you a turnover in the red zone and you stalled out and you had to kick a field goal? Not all field goals are the same. Okay. I will say that. All right. You need, but you need to not give their offense all kinds of confidence that, Hey, we're going to score. Our defense is going to get the ball back. We're going to score again. It it can't be that way. You have to match a score with a score. Absolutely. have to. Right. Yeah, and and I think you nailed a part there, Vince. It's kind of a little different than what I was referring to, but I think it's just as important as well. What I was referring to was when they score, you've got to answer. Right, right. I think you nailed a point, too. Is like if the defense gives you a short field, you can't settle for a field goal. Right. you got to punch that sucker in, right? And if you go on a 12-play drive where you took seven minutes off the clock and you got to get, do a field goal and that was an answer, all right, cool, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that's another one, too, is that is answering when the defense has success. They give you a short field. The special teams blocks a punt. That's got to be seven, baby, right? That's got to be seven. Mm-hmm. And those are going to be exactly. big parts of this game, big gotta parts capitalize. of this game. So, like, gotta let's capitalize. say you, you go on a 14-play drive and you you score and you go up 3 nothing, and then all of a sudden, like we saw last week, missed opportunity in the red zone, had to settle for field goal. Next drive, defense steps up. Benjamin Morrison gets a big pick. It's got to be seven. and It's got to be seven. It was. And it was, and it was, and it was because now all of a sudden they're down two possessions as opposed to two field goals where, okay, fine. Two field goals. And that's what hurt Notre Dame against Clemson in the 2020 uh, ACC title game. I mean, Notre Dame came out their first three drives. They moved it into Clemson territory, but they missed a field goal, made a field goal. And I think had a turnover on downs or something. I I think is how that's. And next thing you know, Trevor hits two plays and you're down. And it's like, man, you've been out playing them for like, quarter and a half and all of a sudden two plays you're you're down can't be that right it's got to exactly. be we're up 17 nothing because they had some turnovers and then when caleb gets hot which he will he will it's going to right? happen yes he it's will be frustrating but then it's going to happen. you know and the the and this goes back to the start early thing start fast thing those these two things kind of tie together because answering is sometimes to your point vince is when your defense does something well you're answering and responding with points if you put that, if you put distance in between you and USC, which is not easy, right, right, they are a very good comeback team, as we've seen all year. They've yes. been down before. They Multiple were down fourteen nothing against UCLA. Nope. and that includes USC having twice on their like USC, USC's first two drives against UCLA. They went right down the field and were in yep. scoring range. They had a turnover on downs in, in the red zone, then they missed a field goal in the red zone. UCLA comes down, scores two touchdowns, and you're fourteen nothing. Ain't panic at all. And, and including one of them was because Caleb threw a terrible pick, which he rarely does. USC goes or UCLA goes down 14 nothing. What does UCLA do or USC do? Comes right back down to scores. Right. The kid's not going to panic. No. But what I do think you can do is if you can put some distance there offensively, you can then adjust your game plan to make sure that they're not getting the quick scores. Right. You know, and you can start doing some things and maybe you can take some chances to maybe then force a mistake to where you can really put them away. You can't do that when you're down 14 nothing, Right. And so that's going to be a big key for the offense, too. There will be no lead that is safe, you know, by halftime. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even if Notre Dame yeah. takes the two, three-touchdown lead at halftime, you you will not see me like, woo All right, everybody, tune in for the postgame show. It's going to be a good one. Like, USC has the firepower to come back, and they have proven Quickly. that they can come Quickly. back. They've proven right. it. Right, so that's the big thing. So yes, Notre Dame needs to start fast, but they also need to continue right. and not fall off the table in the second half. That's, and that's answering. That's, that's answering. If yes. you're up, let's say you're up twenty-four to ten at halftime, 
And boy, feeling great about yourselves. USC comes out that first drive of the next half, and they go right down the field and score. It's 24-17. That's what happened against Oklahoma State. Remember, Notre Dame is up 28-7. US, Oklahoma State goes right down the field and scores 28-14. And Oklahoma State gets the ball to start the second half. They go right down the field and score, and the Notre Dame offense did not answer. If you go back down and score again to make it 35-21, all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're good here, right? But they didn't answer that, and it allowed Oklahoma State to come back and score, and that was against an offense not nearly as good as this one. Right. So, now again, different team, different coaching staff and all that. The point is the same, though. It's that answer. 